If I became a serial killer, none of you fuckers would know. I fully believe that, and that's why I always try to stay on your good side. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this podcast aside, though, because uh, the whole point is for her to mercilessly mock me. What? No, the point is for you to mercilessly mock me, because that's certainly how it's felt thus far. Oh, really? That's how it's felt? <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, moon boots. You did make fun of my shoes. You make fun of me ripping ass all the time. Because you do rip ass all the time. Not all the time. I walked into the bathroom and farted. You still ripped ass. It just wasn't in front of me. Look, you guys rip ass too. It's just not in front of people, I guess. <laughs> now, you did stare into my eyes while ripping ass. I That's did. That's true. Here's the thing. dead ass made eye contact with Dan. Sans blinking and just let it go. Their souls touched. <laughs> No, I think Dan's Dan's soul left his body. (laughs) (laughs) Smelled what Sapita put into the ether and then went right back into his body. Because it had nowhere to go. No, but it it took me by surprise. And as I felt it, yeah, and as I felt it coming out, I went, oh no. And I looked up, (laughs) and Dan, when we sit, Dan looks directly at me <laughs> so what's wrong with the recording Speedy, you're yeah. too young to have farts be taking you by surprise <laughs> i mean we were just talking about how we've aged too so yeah but these 10 that years is a have not been a logical thing reserved for people that have lived longer than you i maybe this will just be the worst that he gets maybe it won't you get think, any really, worse you don't think yeah. it gets any worse no here you think you've plateaued i think and, i've plateaued this mm-hmm. is going to be the end of it for me right this is going to be the worst. It's never going to. It's never going to. You know what? If you have to wear diapers. You're going to laugh. You bet your fucking ass <laughs> you're going to laugh. But then karma will bite me in the butt. Yeah, because then you'll just shit yourself immediately. If there were like adult diapers that had the cute little, you know, like when you piss yourself, the oh, pattern like, shows up or whatever. And then you so you know you have to change your drawers. Would you wear them? No, I don't. Would you want to walk around in your piss-soaked undies? No, if I had to wear, it depends. I'd appreciate it if they had like little seashells on them or something. Just a little decor, rather than just being like orange diapers. Okay. Orange. So started with. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's like, where do I cut this cold open? <laughs> Chick sticks and everything in between. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Spita. And you're listening to Two Salty Broads. So get ready for our salty real surprise. <laughs> I Fuck have to, you. I know. Yeah, so maybe next time I won't do it. Or maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Unlikely, but maybe. Um, it's unlikely. I'll probably yeah. just keep doing it. Yeah. I, I do it mostly because I know you hate it. I know. Now, now at this point, it's, it's just a spite thing. I yeah. Think. When you yeah. act like you're fine with it, I'll probably quit. So. I feel like this is the real world. Real world, Sapita's nightmare. Ah, mm. the real world. What a what a good motherfucking segue. I don't Thank know if you. that was on intentional or not, but it was. Oh, yeah, I well, meant good to do on that. You. Thank you. So we are talking about reality TV today. It's and all things wonderful and horrific about it. Oh yeah, and, and it. There's both pl- sides. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Filled. I simultaneously agree. I'm I I am that person that is like I love reality TV, and I'm like these fucking idiots. Like yeah. I love it and hate it all at the it's same time. It's cringy as hell, but mm-hmm. I can't stop I know. watching. I know. And, but there's, I will say, there's some where I just straight up can't stand. And there's no, some yeah, that I will defend true. until I die. Also true. Also right? True. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get right into it. Um, what is, how do you categorize reality TV? I think it's a pretty, uh, it's gotten to be so big and blanketed that it's kind of, Hard to define it, but if I guess if you had to define it in so many words, it's basically something that documents real life situations, whether they be simulated or real. It's documenting documenting a real life situation between the characters or people or whatever on the show. So when we say real life, it's not like it's this Mission like- Impossible where there's exploding buildings and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like everyday a family on TV or like. Some crab fishermen struggling mm-hmm. to make their quota or 
people trying to show. yeah to win a million dollars or they're mm-hmm. trying to find love it's it's people just kind of in a real life scenario that most people can find relatable or find something in there that feels like a normal life and it's not necessarily like a documentary whereas it's not really reporting it's more of just kind of footage for the sake of drama mm-hmm. and entertainment it's instead like of education it's like the it's being a fly on a wall basically mm-hmm. so you just feel like you're you're observing humans interact and watching whatever unfolds it's like pe- it's people watching on tv mm-hmm. basically and i think a big dis- defining factor maybe there's there's points where this is kind of not true, but for the most part, they tend to be like, quote, quote, ordinary people. Of course, mm-hmm. there's keeping up with the Kardashians, yeah. but like they tend to be ordinary in the sense that they're not A-list celebrities mm-hmm. or whatever. They might be, you know, frighteningly rich or something like that, but they tend to be just people you've never heard of previously. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, a lot of a big recipe in reality TV is that confessional, right? It's like yeah. most of the shows have like that special room with the camera where after having a fight, they can come in and be like, God, Sarah's such a bitch. When she's not looking, I'm going to have sex with Brad or something like that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is honestly one of the best parts about those shows. The drama, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So when do you think the first reality TV show was? So the only thing I could think of is like, my earliest recollection is Room Raiders in the Dude. 90s. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. Like, describe yeah. Room Raiders. So Room Raiders is basically a teenage reality show. It's a dating reality show. So I think you've heard of um, the the show where, like, a girl asks three guys some questions. She can't see them, and then she gets to pick. It's called The Dating the Game, The Dating bro. Game. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck. <laughs> I knew it was a thing. Okay. Uh, so, Chuck Woolery? God, did you ever watch Game Show Network? Did you know that there was actually a serial killer that was on the dating no show? Way. And he won. No way. And the girl refused to go on a date with him because, and I quote, he seemed creepy. No and way. it found yeah they found out that he was actually a serial killer. Holy shit, that's crazy! Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But okay, this isn't about serial killers. You always bring know. it back to that. I do. I do. It's it's a problem. It is. But it's it's like the dating show. But instead of interviewing the guys, or or interviewing the potential people, they don't talk to them. Instead, they go into their room. So basically, these these people apply to be on the show, and on a random day, supposedly, they get. Pulled out of their room, they can't fix anything, they can't hide anything, they can't clean anything, and they get put in a truck. And then they see this girl that or a guy that they're supposed to like, they want to date, like this hot person that they want to date. And this person has free reign to go into their house, into their room, and inspect it with a black light, go through their drawers, like find Mm -hmm. whatever they can find, and then make an assumption about this person. And at the end, they choose a person to go out out on a date with and let me tell you I never applied to be on the show but it was an irrational fear of mine to like be pulled out of my house (laughs) and to have some rando go through my shit in my room to see if I was a good match for them so what do you think that the person would have come to what kind of conclusion would they have come to if they looked through your room really depends on what era they would have gone through my shit like this show was on tv I was way too young for oh, to be okay. even. Like, but like, okay, when I was of age, days? right? When I was in college, they probably would have found a whole lot of just receipts. <laughs> like actual, like, like... actual paper receipts. Yeah, paper receipts that I didn't throw away. Oh, um, okay. Some socks with holes in them. Um, I, I'm terrible about making my bed or putting away my laundry. Mm-hmm. So the laundry's clean, but it's in a corner. Like, oh, dude, for sure. Um, so it, it, lo- it looks messy, but it's clean. Um, and then like a bunch of water cups everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had anything really to hide. I have like a little box of like little keepsakes. Um, of like people's like, teeth that you've killed? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they could think that they were my baby teeth. So okay. it's not... <laughs> I think they would have opened the door and seen my room because there would have been clothes literally everywhere, like no yeah. floor, just yeah. clothes, and they would have just closed it and been like, not <laughs> no, her. No, no, <laughs> that's not, well, because at a certain point, when that TV show was popular, I was in like the heyday of my Harry Potter obsession too. Oh boy. So that, yeah, they would have opened that door and been like, yeah, no. What are all these posters of Dan Radcliffe? <laughs> I know, seriously though, it's not good, not good. But I'm, I'm assuming the 90s were not... The beginning. No, that was a very, very important time for reality TV, but that was not the beginning, bitch. 
The beginning was in the 70s, and I didn't even know that. God bless the internet. It lies to us, but not all the time. I mean, it could be lying this <laughs> it could time. Be. I could be making but this up. But whatever. According to the internet. According to the internet. The uh, first, like, true reality TV show, by definition, you know, documenting, <laughs> I keep saying it wrong, documentating, documenting a lifelike situation was in 1973. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. And they it lasted, I think, one season, like twelve episodes, and it followed this family um, called the Loud Family. That's their last name, and the series was called An American Family. And it basically what they were trying to do was just follow an upper middle class family that lived in Santa Barbara. No, oh, okay. what ended up happening, and I don't know if the producers knew this ahead of time. I don't. They maybe they did because producers of reality TV, they've got to be a special kind of breed. Yeah, um, yeah. They've they've got to have a real, real thumb on the pulse of like the the person's a person's psyche and like what makes yeah. them tick. And, and we they, can go through that later as yeah, well. But for sure. So what ended up happening is when they were filming this, they ended up capturing the eventual separation and divorce of the mom and dad in the show mm, in the 70s mm-hmm. and Ooh. so this is like a super intimate thing happening and and back then that was kind of a more closed door thing uh divorce was a little bit more you know hush this mm. isn't the world's business and on top of that like that was the first time really that that kind of thematic appeared in a television show because mm you know, shit like Leave It to Beaver or whatever the hell. The All-American Family. Exactly. And now you're seeing the All-American Family, the like literal American dream family, you're seeing it disintegrate on TV. And and the oldest son, um, Lance, he was maybe, and because my, my knowledge of television history is a little, eh, not great, but he might have been the first openly gay person Wow. On tel- like we're talking like pre Ellen DeGeneres coming out on her TV show. Mm-hmm. He was an openly gay man. Wow. Just being himself on this TV show. And after um th- after the show featured his coming out, he became an icon for the gay community or whatever. And um so between him coming out and then the breakup of the family, this alleged American family just completely falling apart. It kind of explored a lot of issues that Americans were facing behind closed doors and it, people were fascinated by it. They loved watching it either because they're like, that resonates with me. That is me. That's my family. I'm gay or my family's getting divorced or I'm my husband's leaving me. My wife's leaving me. Or they're like, this is an outrage. Mm -hmm. These people are disgusting, whatever. So people were just enthralled on all, on all counts. And so that was like the first real, um, reality TV show. And as far as like the evolution of reality TV shows, I can't speak to that. I mean, mm. I know, I, I don't know if we want to consider game shows, reality TV shows. Uh, I mean, I guess in a way, like right? da- the dating game was, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I you're don't right. know. You're right. Um, but in the nineties, that's when shit really kind got of got real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got real world. <laughs> Um, and then we have, we had shows like the real world or, um, big brother or like, um, American idol eventually in like Mm -hmm. the early two thousands or might've even been earlier than that. Um, and that was when that shit took off. And now, um, uh, reality TV is like an integral part of keeping up with the Kardashians. I mean, it's a multi-billion it's, dollar franchise. I think I mean, it's one of the most popular shows on Hulu right now. Right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And, and just a hot take. I've never seen an episode. Me neither. I refuse because I just, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> to trying to put that very politely. Um, but I, I understand the appeal. You know, people want to see this really rich, really rich family living really elegantly and mm-hmm. extravagant lives. And some people probably also get a bunch of joy from like, Wow, that was a really dumb thing to say, mm-hmm. and I would never say that. So or, you feel a little morally superior. Well, and I, I mean, you talk about the disintegration of the American family in the seventies mm-hmm. with the the TV show. I mean, the disintegration of poor Khloe Kardashian's relationship. Yeah, you know, all yeah. of that is or wasn't on uh, air. Bruce's transition to Caitlyn wasn't that yeah. on the show too? I think so. Yeah, that was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple. Uh, you know, marriages have been and, and relationships have been disintegrated on that show. And I think a part of it is people watching and thinking like, oh, 
I mean, I've experienced something similar with like a lot less money and I guess notoriety, but maybe it, it human humanizes, humanizes them a little maybe. Bit? I mean, I don't know. I think it has the opposite effect for me, which is why I've never seen it. But, yeah, but yeah. every not everybody thinks the same. No, no, you know? and they don't. But like, I guess when it comes to reality TV and especially like even with stuff like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I feel like. There's more criticism than there is praise. Is that correct? Or should we just go into like some of the more common criticisms? I think I almost want to disagree with you because I feel like if that was true, these things wouldn't be so popular. But I think for every fan, there is an equal and opposite hater. You know, yeah, I think that it's very polarized. People Mm -hmm. love this shit and they hate it. Mm -hmm. and so i mean what are the what are the typical criticisms i know what my criticisms are but i don't know what the typical criticisms (laughs) are so i think the first one could be like this is fake right so these participants are filled fit like fit into these artificial situations um so people get mad because it's not fully real it's not fully real like whether it's just like scripted you know Mm -hmm. because like the whole scripted versus unscripted Mm -hmm. uh debate or it's just misleading editing um, or they're coached on their behavior. The story is pre-planned. Mm-hmm. The sta- the scenes are staged. Um, the winners are rigged. So in like a reality show or like a competition show, American Idol, they, they rig it so that a person wins. Um, it's intentionally uh, humiliating or exploiting certain participants. And uh, it's glamorizing vulgarity, which I think vulgarity is a very subjective term right yeah, I think or that's a very concept true. And i think a good example of that is like jersey shore jersey those guys shore, are praised yeah. for going to the club and having sex with everything that walks and yeah. it's supposed they're to kind of gross like but like a lot of people are gross yeah like, yeah you go to like a frat house and it looks like the house that they lived in like that's reality do a dish man no <laughs> but like people think that that shit's vulgar mm-hmm. and and i mean and it you know what's funny like okay so my biggest problem with people's problem with reality <laughs> tv is the the artificial situation thing because like yeah man every, so i we have a family friend that is a director for some television shows and he's worked on some reality tv shows and every reality tv show has a they're called a storyline producer mm-hmm. it is their job to have a storyline and a story arc because if you're actually just watching people be people and there's no character it's going to be fucking boring there's has to be conflict there has to be character development you have to get attached to the character so yeah there has to be some Mm -hmm. control of what goes on because naturally in their natural state some of these people aren't going to fight each other just out of the blue so yeah maybe some things are crafted and created and it's i compare it to wrestling because wrestling is like the perfect example so many people are like that's fucking fake it's this and that and it's like yeah yeah for sure some of the things are rigged in terms of who wins um the characters they're like they're playing characters they're not mm-hmm. playing themselves but i would argue that the in that situation the athleticism it's is there totally real these people yeah. are actually getting hurt they're flying off ropes or doing these things same thing in reality tv shows yes the storyline producer might be manipulating things but these people are actually that fucking crazy like at their core, the nut of it, these people ha- probably have some screws loose. They, mm-hmm. This guy is a fuckboy. That girl is a bitch. She is self-centered. She is whatever. They, they pick people. They've got the recipe for yeah. the shit. So <clears throat> a friend of mine, his family member was on uh, one of the Bachelor Bachelorette shows. Oh, okay. Did and he get far? He did. He got very far. Oh, nice. And he explained it best in terms of somebody saying, well, how is this real or how is it not real? He said, it's easy. He said, it's hard to make good people look bad, but it's easy to make bad people look worse. (laughs) So there you go. If there's a villain on the show, there's a good chance that in their real fucking life that they probably are a little bit screwy. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, is it totally real? No. But is it totally fake? Well, and I I feel like and once we get, we'll, we'll probably get into this later on in the, this episode. But I think, in terms of those shows, they pick a villain and then they do everything in their power to a give that villain more like gas for the to fan the flames, mm-hmm. and b to keep them around longer so they can manipulate. Say it's it's in the Bachelor, right? And there's a female that that's 
clocked the villain of the uh, mm-hmm. of the season. They can manipulate or or encourage the bachelor to keep her on longer, even if she's not one of his favorites, mm-hmm. just so that they can build this drama and build this tension. Um, but that being said, I fucking love it. Like, mm-hmm. like the worse the villain, the more I'm engaged. Like it works. Like it it fucking does work. And and I guess that's one of the appeals. I guess. So so let me get into some of the appeals of it. Do it. Um, so the first one would be like personal identification with the on-screen participants, right? Because these people are seem to be ordinary. You can think that if it's a competition show, Survivor, like I could be on Survivor. I could win a million dollars. I could do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. Maybe one day I will be this rich and famous. Um, It could be just pure entertainment, right? It's just something easy that you don't have to think about to watch. Mm -hmm. It's not, you're not learning anything. You're not, you're not, you don't have to think too hard. It's just two people bickering about shoes or something. That was loud. <laughs> um, I, I won't apologize for the fact that I'm popular and I have an audience to attend to outside of the audience listening. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Your fans await, Lindsay. No, it was my mom. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So other appeals could be a diversion from scripted TV, right? So I guess that falls in the, under the same pure entertainment thing. You, you keep watching scripted television and you just want something different. You want something... Unique and uh, I'll say shitty people being shitty, man. Exactly, exactly. And the uh, vicarious participation, you know, it's like I I feel like I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You feel like you're there, and like you're experiencing these Mm. people being shitty, Mm -hmm. or like you you know, if you watch Love Is Blind and like you're in um, which one's Love Is Blind? Okay, you're you're like you're watching these two people fall in love. Yeah, and you're like. Oh shit, he's not gonna like her. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. so you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a feeling of self importance when you're compared to the on screen participants. Oh, for sure. All the time. All right? the time. Mm-hmm. That only reason I watched the ultimatum. Like, oh my God, I am that show than was cringe city. Right? Oh. Dude. Um, the enjoyment of competition, mm-hmm. Survivor, American Love it. Idol. Um, so you think you can dance, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, and then the, uh, the appeal of voyeurism, especially like scenes that take place in like private mm-hmm. settings. I love when someone pulls someone over and they're like, like, especially in survivor, I love it before they're voting someone off and they're trying to get alliances mm-hmm. and they come over, they're like, Hey, 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 we gotta, we gotta get Jerry out of mm-hmm. here. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're all with getting Jerry out. And then they go up to Jerry and they're like, Hey, Hey, fucking Dave, he's got to go. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, Dude, no. One of my favorite examples is in Jersey Shore when oh. Snooki and Wow witness... Um, oh, uh, Ron cheating Ron on cheating Sam. Sam. And yes. then they're, they're writing the fucking note. Yes. And you're like, oh, my fucking... And then you see Sammy get the note. And she's like, mm-hmm. who wrote this? Mm-hmm. Like, And you're like, I know. I was there. I know. <laughs> I love that instantly you said that, and I knew. And that just Everyone shows you knows. the power of reality TV and why yeah. people love it. And... And I know this isn't on here, but I'm going to say it. The schadenfreude, right? That the, We've talked about this concept before. Getting joy from other people's misery. 100%. I, and here's a perfect example, and I'm so ashamed to admit this, but it's fine. Um, there's a show on MTV. I don't think it's on there anymore, but it was called Are You the One? I've and never heard of it. it's a bunch of, uh, you know, there's like 10 of them, 16 of them, whatever. And they get put into a house, and the whole goal is they've been professionally matched with someone, like, you know, a matchmaker. But you don't know who your match. So there's like 10 girls, 10 guys, whatever. And one of them is your match. Mm. And you're supposed to talk to everybody, see who you vibe with, and then you pair up. And then they show how many of the matches are correct, but they don't say which ones. And there was this one girl. She was fucking crazy. She and this other guy, they weren't a match. But they kept like hanging out and fucking each other. And it was pissing everyone off. Oh, they were actually fucking. Yeah, yeah. Because like, then the prize at the end is if all 10 matches, obviously, you know, you have your perfect match, but everybody gets like 100 grand or (gasps) something. So there's... There's motivation for you to f- actually get the right match. And so yeah. everybody was getting mad because they're like, you're getting in the way of our money, basically. Yeah. Um, and the the girl ended up, she like wasn't getting enough attention from the guy. And so she ended up kind of like, you know, cheating on him with one of the other guys in the house. And the guy f- was pissed. He was like scorned, basically. So he went into her room and took this like little rabbit, toy rabbit that she's had since she was a kid. Oh, no. And he put it on the fucking barbecue. No, he didn't. <laughs> he started... <laughs> He started flaming this rabbit. Oh my god! And he threw it in the pool, and you just see this like smoking rabbit. <laughs> and she like broke the fuck down because it was course. like I was cackling. 
<laughs> I was laughing so hard. Oh my god! I know. I, you know what you just did? That tone right there was like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I am a little bit disappointed because <laughs> well, I'm thinking, a, I would never bring a, a, a child yeah. toy. Yeah, but I like. Know. I'd be heartbroken if I was her. I mean, she was a dick. She was great. If you watch the whole season, you wouldn't feel bad for okay. her rabbit getting flamed. I'm okay. telling you. Well, that kind of reminds me of, um, was it Flavor of Love? When one of the girls didn't get any sleep because everyone else was a jackass. <laughs> and that, is it in the middle of the morning or the middle of the night? She's banging pots and pans. I'm going to sleep because of y'all. You're not going to sleep because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, man. Fucking no, that shit is love good. it. <laughs> I love it. So... We've talked about the pros and the cons and the yeah. things, mm-hmm. but reality TV is so much more than Room Raiders, than um, what else have we talked about? The real world yeah. or than The Bachelor. There's there's so many genres and subgenres, but it kind of breaks down to into the competition, mm-hmm. right? So we have like Hell's Kitchen, which is awesome, um, Survivor, Fear Factor, uh, blah, 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 American uh. Idol. Um, yeah. Would you consider like diners, drive-ins, and dives? No, that's no. Just well, I don't yeah, know. I actually, mean, like, kind of, right? So that actually, kind of might be more in the documentary. Jobs. Yeah, or like, yeah. So there's like the documentary style where like Anthony Bourdain, right? Yeah, yeah, total. I I see him as reporting. Yeah, I exactly. don't see him as reality TV. You don't see that as like a reality TV show where he's like, it's a real life no, setting, though. No, it's a real life setting, but there's a difference between documentary and reality TV. I think, okay. and I think the difference is like actual journalistic. Okay. Like reporting. Okay. So and I think what he does, and I guess divers, drive-ins, and dives, and even like man versus food, and, and those ones are, I think, more documentary. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Or like uh, Ozzy Osbourne, him and his son had um, Ozzy and Jack's world detour, where they went all over the U.S. just fucking about and like doing different things all over the U.S. That would be like a documentary style, right? I guess it depends. I've never. I saw the Osbournes, which was fucking That's amazing. TV too. Yeah, that was good. Following a family, basically. Um, and there's the jobs. So we have like antique roadshow mm-hmm. or like deadliest catch. Um, really anything on Dirty Discovery jobs. Channel. Dirty jobs. Uh, the Gold Rush people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duck American Dynasty. American Chopper. Duck Dynasty. Pawn Shop. All that shit. Pawn Stars. Yeah. Or the the Ghost Hunter people. I fucking loved Ghost Hunters. Do you? See, that's one of those shows where I'm like, fuck this show, and then I start watching. I'm like, damn, this is like. So I've spent six hours here. Right? How did I do that. Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International were my shit. Mm. But then there were like others that like started because of the popularity mm-hmm. of Ghost Hunters. I think it was like Destination Ghost or I don't know the bullshit ones. Mm-hmm. Hate those. Hate those. But you know what is fire and what's bringing it back ghost hunters 2.0 um the spooky bros uh buzzfeeds unsolved oh those guys are awesome dude that's reality tv yeah Yeah. and they have their own network now um through youtube i think it's called um shit what's it called uh i will look it up while you talk about the next thing and i'll tell you okay yeah um i will say so the buzzfeed unsolved guys are awesome so the ghost hunter dudes they're cool, but I I have this really distinct memory of beefing really hard with Zach Baggins. Like, <laughs> I almost want to slap him because there was an episode where they were playing with that uh, Annabelle doll, and the guy that is is responsible for the, the Warren's museum and the collections and things, he says, okay, I'm going to take the doll out. Don't fucking touch it, okay? Like, I'm going to have gloves on. I can only have it out for, like, two minutes. Don't touch it. And what does Zach Baggins do? He touches it, and he's like, oh, something was making me touch it and you're like you're a fucking idiot zach baggins like don't touch it and like when they had their little camera on it and it shows and that's like people ghost hunters yeah oh yeah and it had um you know uh, they have the cameras that can detect like it almost looks like uh, a biomechanics thing where it has like drawings of people if it detects a person it detected like a little person thing standing on him or whatever like it left the doll and was like standing on him or something and obviously we talked about this storyline producers. This could mm-hmm. all be manufactured. But I remember watching this being like, you're a fucking idiot. And after watching that, I kind of like had to back off of the ghost hunters. I'm like, you're stupid. Okay. You are going to get yourself in trouble, boy. But I love the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys. BuzzFeed Unsolved. And they, their new thing is called Watcher. Watcher. That's yeah. their network or their That's show? That's their new network. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they have multiple different shows on the Watcher network. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're yeah. great. Their dynamic is great. One They're is phenomenal. like non-believer in all paranormal, and the other yeah. one believes in everything paranormal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except for when it comes to like 
um, the Yeti, uh, Bigfoot, it switched. That's true. It's totally. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Okay. So we have the paranormal. Yep. What else? There's cultural conflict, and that is like a bunch of people going into a house. So that's like real world, Big Brother, mm-hmm. uh, Jersey Shore, um, or like anywhere where there's a bunch of people, different people from different backgrounds mm-hmm. coming together in a love house. Love Island. Yeah, and they're like living in a house, and mm-hmm. there's going to be conflict because they're not all from they're not all the same obviously. now now can that also be like love island and the bachelor yeah that's like no? a hybrid between that and dating which is okay. probably the most popular reality tv show genre yeah. right like bachelor bachelorette 90 day fiance catfish next married at first sight love is blind love island love on the spectrum i mean shit the list goes on and on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love catfish i don't know if you ever seen that show i have i didn't like you it didn't like so it oh, oh i kind of felt bad Oh. Yeah. But the people are getting justice, though. They're getting answers. Yeah, they're getting answers, but I still feel bad that it happened to them. Mm, well, I guess but, that's true. I mean, my favorite one is Rock of Love. Though. Oh, well, dude, that one's dude, so good. But that was so kind of like a one-off. Like, that's not... Two ep- two seasons, yeah. It was... It was uh, when did that even air? 2004? It was like early thousands, yeah. yeah when, like, the, the punk rock girl aesthetic was, like, in, in its heyday. Mm-hmm, like the black shirt with the rhinestones yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. But the, like, what killed me about that show is that, uh, what's his name? Was it Brett? Brett Hart? No, no, that's... Brett Michaels? Brett Michaels. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Brett Hart's arrested. Brett Michaels was so perfect for the person that got um, runner-up yes. on season one, mm-hmm. the stripper. And, like, he didn't pick her. And they still remain friends. I'm pretty sure they still fucked. Like, <laughs> and, like, he still continued with season two. And I'm like, bruh. Like, come on. Bruh. You two were perfect. You should have just gone with her. But that happens. I didn't. Uh, wasn't there a recent season of The Bachelor where like. Oh, yeah. They, she, he, he like picked the wrong one and everyone was in fucking arm up in arms about it. Because then he went back to the, 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 the I guess the number two. Was that was that the Matt James season or was that the. No, no, no. What, so he, had, he, had like a, he had like a double first name. What was his name? Not John Paul, but something like that. No? Honestly, I don't remember. Don't know? I don't okay. remember. No. I know that the last season, the the season that um, just came out with The Bachelor, who like everyone was like, why the fuck did they choose this guy? Out of all the guys from Katie's season, why'd they choose him? Mm. Um, he Who'd they pick? Do you remember? Because we watched Katie's season. We watched Katie's season. It was like he got kicked off like like fifth from the last or something. Oh. It was like, okay. he had the personality of a turnip. Like, oh, no. honestly, no Can one I gives a say, shit. Can I just say, Bachelor and Bachelorette, I beef because the girls, when it's the Bachelor, they're all hot as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. <laughs> Clayton. It was Clayton. I don't even remember who that is. You'd I'll have to show, show me a picture of him. Picture, yeah, I'll show you a picture. And conversely, when it's the Bachelorette, most oftentimes, no offense to, to you Bachelor at contestants, you fellas out there, uh, I would say that the uh, standards aren't as high, especially especially if you look at older seasons of The Bachelorette. Holy shit, those guys are average. They are... The- Clayton, I don't... See, I don't remember him. Yeah, because he, he was he had the personality of a turnip. Well, yeah, but he has he has the bachelor look, right? He's kind of yeah, beefy. He's got the, bachelor, he's got the fuck boy haircut. He's got the... I think the big thing is the nice teeth. If, if they've got those nice big... Horsey smile teeth, they'll make it like they'll get picked. Because be Katie had same thing, or whatever. Yeah, and I uh, hate. Uh, Becca, she had same thing. If you've got the big teeth, you'll, you, okay. you'll get picked. But here's the problem: <laughs> like he is like the poster boy of what's wrong with this fucking show, right? Because at the end they have the fantasy suites, right? And so, do you beef three the fantasy worlds. suites or do you like them? No, I beef them. You beef and them. And here's the thing: because you're trying to find someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with, right? The entirety of this show, it is obvious who he's vibing with, right? This girl named Susie, everyone knows that he fucking loves Susie. This guy right here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's she's the only one that he told, I am in love with you. With They're the not other supposed two, to say that though, right? Isn't that the, a rule? The, they're usually trying to avoid it. Okay. Um, But like, he told her that he's in love with her and then he told the other ones that he's falling in love with them and he said that to them so that they would fuck him. Can't that be true, though? In the Can't you be falling in love with more than one person? Sure. But he basically, okay, in these three fantasy suites, he Susie was the last fantasy suite date. Okay. He told both of the other girls that he's falling in love with them. He fucked them both. 
Mm-hmm. And then he went to Susie and she asked him, hey, did you have sex with any of the other girls? Because if you did and if you told them that you're falling in love with them, that's going to be problematic for me and I'm not going to be able to stay on the show because I'm in it for a ring. I'm in it to get engaged to you. And then he got upset because if she had not wanted him to fuck other women, she should have said that in the beginning and he probably wouldn't have fucked the other women. Oh, shit. And then he gaslit all three of them. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. It was a fucking dumpster fire. I enjoyed every moment of, of the last episode. I mean, but, like, you're, everything you're describing else was this just and I can see it. I'm like, oh, yes. But, like, all the other episodes, bullshit. No one cares. No one mm. gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just those, the, that little snippet of drama because this guy sucks so much. Mm-hmm. But that don't you think that's maybe why they picked him to be the bachelor? They're like, oh, no, they no, this I, guy's a tool bag. He's going to make some poor choices. I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But the thing is, they were such better options, like more genuine options. Like if your purpose is to like what they claim it is, is to find a guy to fall in love with. They were much better options. Hot take. I think that maybe used to be the intention. Yeah, I, don't, I think 95% of these people are like, oh, Jesus, please. I'm waitressing still. I don't. I haven't finished my AA. And this is going to give me enough social clout that I can end up promoting life water and I'll be set. And I don't have to mm-hmm. resort to OnlyFans. I said I mean, it. I'm I sure. stand by no, 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 it. But I'm sure that that's it. I think 90% of these people are just hoping for social clout. I don't think they're actually because you think about it. Let's say you're not married to one salty researcher, right? Would you go on a show where it's not even like Love is Blind, where there's sort of an even ratio, right? It's 30 of you and one of the other guy. He's kissing all these fucking people. Absolutely not. In total, you might get a few hours with him. No. No way. Not even a little bit. Fuck that. That's so crazy. If Just go bang people. Just go have sex with people. Like, why, why, why... There's no way that one person is worth that much. No, the, the producers pick this person well, without you in mind. And, so. and, and here's the thing: like with that show, that each contestant has an assigned producer, and that producer is not there to help you out. They're there to manufacture fucking drama. Of course, well, duh. they're there to get you to trust them so that you let your guard down. And you say some shit that's gonna be really See, problematic. Your like, oh my god, I just feel so threatened by. Becky, and they're like, all right, hey, psst, Becky's Becky, producer. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> tell here. Becky that Sarah hates her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because in Clayton's season, there was a thing called Shrimpgate. I swear shrimp? to God, Shrimpgate, shrimp yeah. Gate? Shrimp, like Bubba Gump Shrimpgate? Like Bubba Gump Shrimpgate. Bubba Gump Shrimpgate. So basically, okay. this bitch that no one liked made shrimp, and then this other girl didn't eat shrimp. And like, she was upset, but, oh no, 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 so she ate all the shrimp. That the girl d- or she ate all the shrimp, or something like that. <laughs> nice. I don't fucking know, actually, because I, I, you know me, I fast forward through all of them, but like. Yeah, but this sounds saucy. You didn't want to find out I, I don't the bottom remember. of the shrimp problem? So, the, it, <sighs> It was too much, right? So one girl made shrimp for everyone. A shrimp investigation, if you will. Yes. (laughs) Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay. Now I remember, right? Okay. So one girl made shrimp for everyone, right? And like a bunch of people took one. And then this other one girl, shrimp. Yeah, and then Who this takes girl, one shrimp because it weren't that many. It's not a hibachi that restaurant. Fucking many shrimp. And like this the one girl, was like a multi-million dollar show. They didn't buy enough shrimp for everyone to at least have a handful well, of shrimp. Well, they did, but she didn't make that Cheap many. Cheap bastards. I guess. Okay, but well, this other girl that everyone hated and that hated the girl that made the shrimp ate like seven of them. Fucking and bitch. Then, she like, ate a reasonable amount of shrimp. <laughs> Fuck her. And then she made shrimp because she's like, oh, <laughs> she did a nice thing. So I want to make some shrimp for everyone. And then the girl that made the shrimp initially wouldn't have any of the shrimp. And like she was a bully and she like made people turn against her. And like that's what shrimp gate was. Oh, all this over some fucking what I assume probably wasn't even that good shrimp. Yeah, over Clayton too. Like imagine being I like love this. that. <laughs> <laughs> See the, the thing is though if i was presented with this and and i've i've experienced here's a perfect example when i went to senior prom there was a literal fight with my prom group because <laughs> there were two groups there was group one and group two because we all couldn't fit in the same limo the people in group two got it in their heads that like oh you think that we're fucking not as good as you because we're group two you guys want to be like the a team I fucking shit you not. We ended up having to call ourselves because we start and then we're like, well, what about A and B? They're like, oh, we're the fucking B team. It ended up being group star heart and group heart star. So the whole shrimp gate thing has the same energy as group star heart and heart star. (laughs) 
I hear the Shriftgate story and I laugh and I'm like, this is great. I was so personally enraged during Heart Stargate. Were you in group two? No, I was in group one. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember thinking this is fucking idiotic. You guys are stupid. You're giving me so much grief right now. But I hear somebody else experiencing it. I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But is that why we love reality TV, Mm -hmm. though? Because life is petty. Life is petty. But I don't want my life to be petty. But I I want to see your life be petty. I want to vicariously see drama. I don't want to have drama. I want to see you have drama. Yeah, I want to see Snooki beat the shit out of Sammy. Right, but I don't want to beat anybody Oh, no, no, no. Angela, actually, yeah. Angelina. Angelina. Mm -hmm. Mm. I want to see, like... Someone throw a drink in someone's face and go yeah. get put in jail. But I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to have no. to bail you out of jail. No. But like if Vicky's ex-husband goes to jail because he told everyone he had cancer when he didn't, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Do not pass go. <laughs> <laughs> Do not collect $200. <laughs> so do you have, is, um, is Bachelor, Bachelorette, is that your favorite? Think about like, the whole history of reality TV shows or is Rock of Love your favorite? Is is that like the epitome for you? Um, I, I mean, because they're so different, right? Yeah. When I was, so growing up in the heyday of reality TV, right? My family and I always used to watch like American Idol or um, mm-hmm. So You Think You Can Dance. Like those were like the shows that we would watch together. Or when it came out, um, Extreme Makeover mm-hmm. and The Swan. We watched those together. Mm-hmm. Very, very problematic nowadays. But back then, it was like, <laughs> it wasn't as problematic. And then there's, you know, uh, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, mm-hmm. which I've learned is fucked up. Like, the real story behind that shit. Oh, shit. It, so basically, the, the, the premise of Extreme Makeover and Extreme Makeover Home Edition is just, like, what, what the title says, right? Um, either a person gets, like, hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars in like plastic surgery to look better and to to basically be a new person or that they'll go to your house of someone who needs it so someone who lost their job has a bunch of kids fosters a bunch of kids and they'll like basically demolish the house and make it very niche and make it just upgrade everything and like if a kid says oh yeah i really like unicorns they'll build a fucking unicorn room like ridiculous shit like that but then the person's property taxes come come up. Oh, shit. And they can't afford the oh. house. So in a lot of situations, after the fact, shit would go south real oh, quick. Oh, no. Yeah. Or like a bunch of people on those makeover shows, they, they gained weight after the show or, you know, shit happened to their lives. Mm-hmm. They had eating disorders, like Biggest Loser, like that. Mm, like, shit. It, good things don't always happen after the camera stop. Stops rolling, yeah. And you just, you think, oh, wow, good for them. They won. They lost the most weight. But then they're probably, like, so scared to put it back on that they developed a disorder. Or they're, like, they got Jillian Michaels screaming in their ear, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I can't eat that brownie. Yeah. Or, like, I loved Jackass and Viva La Bam. Mm -hmm. Like, I I was in love with... Yeah, I was in love with Viva La Bam when I was... And Mm -hmm. and I mean, like, Bam. Like, I was like, oh, my God. I was in love with Bam, Mm. like, back then. Um. But then you look at it now and, like, you know, all of the addiction, all mm-hmm. of the, you know, the, the, the death. It, it, fuck, man. Like, no. We had no idea. I mean, that, no. those two shows were for sure a cultural phenomenon for our generation. They were. Um, I think, and I could be wrong on this, but Jackass, I believe, is the most popular show that MTV has ever produced. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, is it two, three films afterwards? Um, well, there's four. There's one, two, three, and Jackass Forever. And then there's like, you know, 3.5, 4.5, like just the outtakes and stuff. So I, and then they had the the spinoff shows. Like, of course, there's Viva La Bam, but Mm -hmm. then like um, uh, Chris Pontius and Steve O had Wild Boys or whatever. They did, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that whole thing made a shitload of money. Mm -hmm. But, and I was telling you this before we we recorded this, but sitting at a, One of those restaurants where they cook in front of you, those Japanese restaurants. We had a family sitting across from us, and this was at the height of Jackass. And there was a kid with these two parents, and he was, like, black and blue, head to toe. And we were talking to them, and we kind of got on the subject of, like, you know, what the fuck happened to you, man? And he said that he was mimicking Jackass. He um, got in a shopping cart, and his friends pushed him, and he, he completely crashed and, like, fucked himself up. 
Um, and I know that was a big problem after that mm-hmm. show came out. And I think that is the distinction between like TV and reality. Like these guys are actual like, stu- I mean, they're like, but they're just like, it's reality, right? Like these, these yeah. stuntmen doing things that like, oh, that's I, funny. And I could probably do that because it's just people doing these things. But you they're don't not see actors. the injuries afterwards. No, like, no, no, no. And that's why all these kids were getting hurt. And same thing with like wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, that looks so real. That looks so cool. I'm going to try that. And mm-hmm. then like you body slam your sister in the backyard and then you got to take her yeah. to go get stitches or whatever. So, I mean, the thing is, jackass, I mean, the entire pre- premise is these guys are assholes. Like these are, these are, guys are idiots. But... They have at least a little experience doing what they're doing. And they're still getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. If you s- watch these interviews with, like, Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville, like, talking about the stunts that they pulled, their injuries, the list of their injuries mm-hmm. is, like, longer than a CVS receipt. Like, mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> it's I don't even know how some of them... Survived. Straight up. And, like, how they're not in worse shape, right? Because yeah. I think about, like, my the older people in my family parents grandparents and just like how unwell they are and they weren't doing this shit i'm like how are you guys still walking well i mean they're still fairly young though i mean i guess how old is johnny knoxville he's in his 50s i think so i think he's definitely let me see if you break your bones and hurt your ass that many times it seems like you'd be worse off than he is right maybe he's just genetically superior or he's got rubber bones or some shit so he was born in 1971 so quickly do math uh he's 50 uh, two. 52. One. 51 or 52. Something 51. like that. 51. He's 51. 51. Okay. Yeah, he's 51. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, that's not super old, but like, I mean, he just did Jackass Forever and he shot himself out of a cannon and he <laughs> didn't break anything. Or maybe he did. Oh, no, he probably did. <laughs> oh, actually, in one of the stunts, he did. He, um, what was he doing? He like passed out and they had to carry him out. I think it was something with like a bull because I think that's like his thing he does. Really? And I'm pretty sure he broke a rib and they had to take him out of there. He like was laying face down in the mud. So Dude. I think they're kind of getting to the point where <laughs> they, they can't do this shit anymore. But I do remember being obsessed with those two shows. And <clears throat> I'd have to add to that Jersey Shore was a... Oh, so good. Obsession. And it's coming out. Like, they have a new, new, a new show. Yeah, they, yeah, they've kind of revamped the the show. And mm-hmm. even though they're older, they're still kind they of doing... families and stuff. Yeah, but they're, like, still doing antics that feel appropriate for their age. Sort of, like, if they were trying to do the exact same formula... No, they'd die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It just it feels nostalgic, but also appropriate. I don't know. But, like, who knew that a rea- reality TV show would, would give us, like acronyms that we mm-hmm. use today or mm-hmm. you know gtl she's too young for you bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> gym tan laundry uh what is it uh cabs are here mm-hmm. and fist pumping fist pumping mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i had a shirt that i bought from like tilly's or hot topic or some like main chain mm-hmm. store that had a reference to fist pumping yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I, I i so i was watching some interviews most of that shit was real like mm-hmm. that's just dumb mm-hmm. you know some of the things that were doctored were you know specific fights or like sure. when nicole um ran into the cop car that was scripted mm-hmm. but you know a lot of that shit was just these motherfuckers they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't work full-time at the t-shirt place that was just kind of a a thing that was plopped in right but i mean I know that before they um, filmed um, a fun fact, and I only recently learned this, Polly D, he um, was just a local DJ in New Jersey or wherever he lived. And um, the producers, is that what it was? The producers of MTV or VH1, whoever was going to originally pick up, um, I think it was VH1 before MTV ended up doing it, but they contacted him and he thought it was a scam. So he ignored it. And then, oh like, God. a week went by, and he was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'll just reach out and see what the fuck this is all about. And Because mm-hmm. they were like, hey, you know, we've seen, you know, videos of you DJing. You seem like you f- you are going to fit this show that we're producing. Can we come out and talk to you? And so when he after he said yes, they were literally there the next day at his house, and he showed them, like, his house. He had his DJ equipment, and he literally did have a tanning bed in his house and all these things before Jersey Shore. Like, he was Jersey Shore. So, <laughs> like like you said, they may have fabricated mm. some of the situations, um, but all of that, they, they were who they were. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, a little bit, a little bit was exaggeration, and a lot of it was selective editing. Mm -hmm. You know, but for the most part, I, I mean, that means the e editing, according to Snooki, was very heavy. Though, oh, for I'm this sure. Because she said that there would be times where, like, her and so and so would not be in a fight, but the way they edited mm -hmm. it made it seem like there was like problems. Um, so I'm looking at this really quickly. Sammy and Dina are apparently the only ones that were born in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, Vinny and the situation are from Staten Island. Ronnie is from the Bronx. And JWoww and Snooki are from New York. It actually does not talk about where Polly D is from. Maybe he's an alien. I mean, the he hair. The hair has the... <laughs> it is shaped like a saucer. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Which, you know, we're on the subject of, of Polly D. So do we have anything else we want to mention about him? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. Was I supposed to mention something about? He's Polly our Mighty D? Morphin reality. No, he's not. It literally says, "Who's our Mighty Morphin reality daddy?" Then look at the bottom of the notes. Oh shit! No, I wrote that before we decided it was going to be Johnny Knoxville. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. sorry, Polly D, you're yeah. out. Johnny sorry. Knoxville, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> okay, think about I, it today. Who's more daddy, Polly oh, D? No. No, it's it's it, it's salt and pepper Johnny Knoxville. He looks good with white hair. He does, and he does. He, he's always rocked those like kind of Ray Ban Andy Warhol glasses. He's always rocked those. He, and he, I think he's always been attractive, but I think now mm -hmm. that he's matured a little bit, mm -hmm. it's more attainable. Yeah, Although that's charismatic, said, not entirely unattractive, adventurous. Mm -hmm. Adventure, sure, that's a word <laughs> that you can use to describe it. Um, let, let's go with that. Yeah, but like, I mean, like. Johnny Knoxville and The Ringer was also very problematic movie nowadays, but like, oh yeah, prime Johnny Knoxville still as well. And I don't think he ever got into the drugs that maybe plagued the other um, cast members as mm, well. Yeah, so mm -hmm. Johnny Knoxville, he's our daddy. Yeah, mm. he's Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to uh, Thirsty Two Salty Broads. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention before we close out. My, you want to know my favorite thing about reality TV shows is what this sound effect. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if you what? Have you heard that before? I'll play it one more time for you. Every what time there's a ten, every oh, time ten. there's a tense moment. Listen for it next time. The Bachelor, fucking like Deadliest Catch, uh, Love Is Blind. Anytime there's a moment of tension. Hell's Kitchen, they will play that sound. It is ubiquitous across the board for all reality TV, and it's so dramatic and over the top, and I love it. <laughs> oh God. Well, on that note, um, if I'm walking around and I hear that, I'm going to know to suspect some... Uh, some drama. Some bullshit, yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to hear from you. What is your favorite reality TV show, or do you think we're idiots for liking reality TV? <laughs> Go ahead and email us at twosaltybroads at gmail.com. You can also follow us. Please follow us. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> at Two Salty Broads on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Sapita. And I'm Lindsay. And I didn't fuck it, fuck it up this time. Thanks for listening and stay salty. Say oh, salt. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say remember so I know to come in. <laughs> God damn it, Sapita. I got really excited that I didn't fuck up the other part. <laughs> Hold on. Take two. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Sapita. And I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay, stay salty. salty. <laughs>